Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what is popping? Tons of energy, homie. I know, for Tons you. Tons of energy. Yeah, you're coming in all lethargic. You got shit to be done. Don't nobody have time for this podcast and shit. That is one thing people should know about John Coleman is, man, when he has stuff to do, he goes into hyper-focus mode. Yeah, no jokes. It's it's almost like he shuts down the funny, happy-go-lucky John becomes a serious John. Okay, sit down. Let me white balance this camera. Let me check the audio. You only got 35 minutes, Dio. Let's roll. Yeah, because shit got to get done, you know? Yes, I guess so. I guess I know. Unlike you, I came in on the holiday weekend and I put in eight hours. Actually, I was wait here a yesterday. Nobody was in this office. Actually, you you were at least working. I didn't see you here, but I saw you working because we were exchanging emails. Yep. It was like you, me, the CFO of the mortgage company. Someone has to keep this ship afloat. And Todd Richards, loan officer extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Todd was actually in the office as well. I had a couple clients in here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, here we are coming off of the long MLK weekend. Mm-hmm. By the time you all are tuning into this, it's going to be Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, the Bucks already got demolished by the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are going to have to take on some other team, I believe, the 49ers. Did you watch the game? I didn't watch it. I fell asleep. I watched the game, and I yelled at the TV for, like, the first couple quarters. I'm like, why are you yelling? You don't care that much about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And they played like this the entire season. It was like what my wife said to me about UCF football this year. Solid. She was like, honey, we watched them in week one, week three, and week five. This is what they look like. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, but this is still one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I love the weather here in Florida because it's cool but sunny. Mm-hmm. Um, joining the Central Florida Tri Club, getting ready to sign up for a couple really cool races. There's just lots of going on. Like I was looking at our calendar, John. So check this Pain out. of my existence. So tomorrow we are presenting how to podcast to over a hundred mortgage professionals through the Mortgage Bankers Association. It's, it's an event they're holding specifically for those that, that are focused on training and development. So we're going to present to them for an hour over Zoom. We then are presenting to a bunch of young alumni through the University of Central Florida. They have this thing called the Adulting Series. We're going to teach them about wealth generation through home ownership. Before before that happens, I get to fly out to Fort Worth, pew, 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 pew. where I'm teaching three breakout sessions to over 100 mortgage professionals who are flying out there for their company's mm-hmm. annual sales conference. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to go to Tampa, where we're going to be hosting for free a loan officer sales summit, like a loan officer mastermind. It's going to be me. It's going to be two other people from the TLOP faculty, experts, teaching professionals based on their experiences. Mm -hmm. We're going to do something very similar in Orlando, Florida. That's being sponsored by the Florida MBA. That event's already sold out, by the way, like Dunzo. For real? Yeah. Someone commented on my LinkedIn. Hey, look, Dustin, I appreciate you promoting this, but it's sold out. I'm like, well, I promoted it a week ago. Yeah, well, it's over. Take it down. Take yeah, it down. Take it down. But yeah, but that's going to be me. It's Tim Davis. It's Doug Smith. It's going to be a really cool event. And then we're trying to get the date solidified. But our friends over at Arch Mortgage Insurance have been talking with us, the TLOP mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. about going up to Atlanta and to Birmingham and doing the same event that we're looking to do in Tampa, doing something very similar in both Atlanta and in Birmingham. 
shit. Yeah, lots of fun stuff. Lots of Well, fun you called stuff. it. If you're not hitting the ground running by this date, you know, you're behind the curve. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Look, loan originators, realtor hunting season has officially opened up. We are past MLK. From now through Easter, people in the real estate community, right? Builders, realtors, those that sell real estate for a living that have clients to refer you, they're going to be the most willing and able and receptive to taking your meeting, taking your call, sitting down with you, strategizing and discussing ways that you can bring them value, ways that you can help them sell more homes, ways that you can help them make more money. Yes. Get, get your Elmer photo on. Get your Elmer photo on. What does that mean, John? Elmer photo, like hunting, like I'm hunting oh. rabbits. Come on. Ah, over my head, over my head. Well, here's the thing, John, I got to admit to y'all. I got to admit to you today. I'm a little bit just um, discombobulated right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. My friends at Nexa, you know who you are. Do me a favor. I do not need to be recruited. Please stop. Please stop. Like I received my third recruiting LinkedIn message from someone over at Nexa they want you, in the past five days. Well, here's the crazy thing. I'm going to look up your production. Mm -mm. I'm literally going to go to my MMI account. I'm going to log in. I'm going to look up your production. And? And usually, these people are closing 8, 10, 12 loans a year. Uh, oh. But telling me how great their company is and want me to come work there. Shit. Look, I'm not knocking Nexa. I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I'm not knocking people doing 8, 10, 12 loans a year because we all started somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you're listening to a guy right now who didn't close a loan his first four months. Right? His... First full year in the business, I barely made $46,000. It wasn't until my second year in the business that I closed 110 units for over 26 million. And that was back in 2006. Mm -hmm. So I'm not knocking it. I'm just asking, man, whatever service you're using to slide and spam me, slide into my, my, mm -hmm. my message inbox and spam me, could you just stop? Just stop. Because I do respond because usually it's me being funny and I'm joking and I'm pulling your leg and I'm messing with you, but we could um, stop all that song and dance. If you just quit, you know, trying to recruit me, I appreciate it. There's another old boy who tried to recruit me, not from Nexa. Um, and I know it's not me, right? I know that they're doing this to hundreds, if not thousands of, of mortgage know, professionals. Man. I think they might be just targeting you. I too. promise you they're not, but I looked it up, mm -hmm. looked him up. Dude has had, I'm not lying, John, nine, D thousand companies okay. in seven years. He's a philanthropist. He's a venture cap. I'm joking. No, he's an entrepreneur. No, no, he's a, he's in the mortgage industry and every on average nine months, mm -hmm. he is switching companies mm. yet. He's sending me some kind of recruiting pitch. So guess what I did? You added him as a friend and got his direct contact information and are going to call him after this podcast. Negative ghost writer. Oh, okay. Negative. <laughs> no, I did one better. What's that? I thought about my friends, mm -hmm. you know, like my boys, my buddies, guys mm -hmm. I'd go have a beer with, we'd go fishing with, maybe go hunting with, mm -hmm. that are in the mortgage industry that nowhere. I wanted to mess with. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I gave him Mike Williams. Nice. I gave him Jason Ziegler. I gave him Nate Morris. Call these guys up. They'd I'm love like, to hear from you. Call these guys. I know they're looking right now. By the way, I know they're not looking right now. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, um, that's just well, what happens. You know why they want you? Because you're you're successful. Do you know why you're successful? Because you're boring as shit. And that's um, a segue into today's that episode. That is a segue in today's episode. Yeah. So shout out to our friends over at Housing Wire. Um, I'm going to love this, by the way. So... Housing Wire just published a second article that I wrote. 
Yes, and really shout out to, uh, to, to Meg Bennett and to Travis Dyson because both those mortgage professionals, Travis over at Flagstar, Meg at Incelerate, both those mortgage professionals spearheaded something about six, eight weeks ago with Housing Wire. And they said, hey, I want to grab a group of professionals who are on the street still, right? We're down on the, on the, the ground floor and we want to create content for your audience, right? And this content is supposed to be like sales related or motivational related positive. Mm -hmm. And Meg and Travis reached out to me and said, hey, Dio, would you have any interest in this? I'm like, any interest? This is like a dream come true opportunity. I would love to. Mm -hmm. So um, I wrote one article, they published it for shits and giggles. I said, let's write another one, wrote another one. It also too got published. And the overall thesis or theme of the article was literally dominate the ones. Now, anyone who has ever been uh, part of a coaching group or even a town hall, like we're getting ready to do a TLOP town hall later this month for everyone who is a TLOP or a TLOP is someone who is a premium member of the TLOPonline.com website. You have heard me talk about dominate the ones. In fact, the guys and girls in, in our coaching group right now, mm -hmm. one of the first things we covered in like week two of coaching was I gave them the Dominate the Ones tracker. Mm -hmm. If you want to see this tracker, go on our website, tloponline.com, T-L-O-P, online.com, or theloanofficerpodcast.com, and we have a ton of extra sales resources. We have training videos, guides, trackers, handouts, marketing ideas, links to every resource and article that you may want to have access to. So Dominate the Ones is on there. And the theme of the article that Housing Wire just recently published, which by the way, if you're not subscribed to Housing Wire, do so. It's free. You have access to free articles. And I think for a small annual subscription, you would have access to all of their content. But Housing Wire is where I get my news, right? So like it's a, it was an honor to be able to at least be considered to write articles and then they've had them to get published. It's like, oh my gosh, what a dream come true. So it's about being basic. This article that's up right now, it's about being basic. Dominate the ones was a way for me to convey to any salesperson, but specifically mortgage loan originators or even realtors that their number one job every single day is to lead generate and cut out all the noise. Like this is where you said, be boring, cut out all the noise all the frills. Do I do lunch and learns? Do I do happy hours? Do I cold call? Do I go on social media? Yes to all of it. But more specifically, when you wake up every day, there are three things that you must do if you're going to guarantee success. And this is come hell or high water. You need to. Ready for this, John? I'm so ready. I think you know it. <laughs> you need to schedule one appointment with a long-term referral source, somebody that you have targeted that you would like to get to know better on a business relationship side of things for the sole purpose of finding ways that you can bring them value, help them sell more homes and help them make more money. In return, they're going to get to know you, like you, and hopefully trust you. So they want to refer you their clients, right? Every day. Every day that you wake up, you need to schedule one of those meetings. Then every day that you wake up, you need to go on one of those meetings, right? So your schedule would look like, okay, did I schedule one for next week? Yes. Do I have one scheduled for today? Yes. Awesome. 
right? You've already done two of the three things that you need to do to dominate the ones, right? So it's one meeting scheduled, one meeting attended. Then you need to talk to one person who wants your product or your service. For a mortgage loan originator, that's talk to one person who wants a home loan. I don't care in the beginning if it's a 480 credit score or an 830 credit score. All I care is that you actually talk to someone. Now, here's a common question that John people would ask. Well, Dio, how do I get a lead? Yeah, how do I get one? I don't care how you do it. You just do it. As Nike says, just do it. And then if they look at me like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, are you serious? Like, have you ever wanted something so bad you'd run through a brick wall to get it? Like, what do you mean, what do I do? Whatever it takes is what you do. Like, I don't care if you go and you stand next to the hot dog vendor at the local Home Depot with 100 business cards and hand them out to everyone who is walking in and you say, hi, my name is John. I am a mortgage loan originator. Please let me know if you have any questions regarding a home loan or you know someone who needs a home loan, right? You could potentially do that. You could get on your phone and you could text 100 people that you already know. They're already in your database, whether they're real estate agents, whether they're home builders, whether they're past clients. If they are a realtor, you literally could text something like this. By the way, boys and girls, here comes a script that you may want to swipe and adapt. Hey, John, hope you had a great weekend or hope all is well. I just had an appointment push out till next week. That means my afternoon is free. Who do you currently have that you're working with that could use my services? I'm looking to fill my schedule, right? I mean, something as simple as that, you could pick up the phone and you could do something very similar. You could slide into someone's DMs if you're on Instagram, like whatever it takes, you could call a hundred past clients and literally check in with them. Like I just read this online and I'm gonna swipe and adapt it. And I think, I think I'm swiping and adapting this from Sue Woodard, right? Cause I like to give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. And I think Sue is currently maybe doing something with the Stratmore group, um, but she's a who's who in the mortgage industry. She's been around for ages and um, her knack was marketing. And the article that I read had everything to do with, what do I do with people that I refied last year and the year before? They're all sitting at rates of 3%, 3.5%. There's not a whole lot I can do for them today. No, you know what you can do? Pick up the phone, call each and every one of them, thank them for their business, and then remind them how smart they were for pulling the trigger when they did, because had they waited, they wouldn't have been able to take advantage of those record low rates. While you're doing that, you then ask them, by the way, do you have any questions regarding your home loan? By the way, do you know anyone who's looking to buy real estate this year? Because right now it is somewhat of a buyer's market. And at a minimum, it is the most even market that we've seen. I would love to be able to help them the same way I helped you, right? Like whatever it takes, you got to get a lead. You have to get a lead. And if your desire burns hot enough, you shouldn't have to think too hard mm -hmm. to find ways to talk to someone who wants a home loan. So that's dominate the ones. It is that simple. Like that is how basic and simple people need to be. Now, if they want to knock it out of the park, I add these two things. One of them is very easy to do. 
write a handwritten thank you note, show gratitude. Show gratitude every day to someone who's important in your life, especially if they're important in your life and they have the ability to refer you business. By the way, but you don't have to just do people who can refer you business. It could be just showing gratitude. The fifth thing, eh, it's a little bit harder to do in certain markets, but not really because I just shared with you the swipe and adapt from Sue Woodard or who I think, I think I read it from Sue Woodard, which is give one mortgage review per day, right? Mortgage reviews are something you can offer to anybody that you know or anybody that you wanna get to know. It could be something you offer to past clients, something you offer to friends, family, ex-coworkers, or neighbors. It could be something you offer to your referral sources. A mortgage review is you as a lender explaining to the working class America, our clients, that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mortgage. So the mortgage that you obtained to purchase your property was the best mortgage for you at that time. But life changes, financial goals change, the market changes, and every year it is a best practice to spend the five or 15 minutes it takes to go through an annual mortgage checkup or an annual mortgage review just to make sure the current mortgage you have is still the best mortgage for you. And let's say seven out of 10 times or nine out of 10 times it is. That means one to three times a year it's not, right? Or one out of three, it's not. One, one to three, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, Dustin. I need to slow down a little bit, take a step back, take a deep breath. But my point being, if you're truly trying to dominate the ones, if you're truly trying to simplify what you have to do on the daily and you want to crush it, schedule one appointment with a long-term referral source or a potential referral source. Go on an appointment with a referral source. Talk to one person who needs your product or service. In this case, we're talking to MLOs. It's a borrower. Write a handwritten thank you note and then conduct an annual mortgage review. Even if it's for someone that you did a loan for a year ago and that loan was a rate and term refi where their rate is currently sitting at three and a quarter. That person still needs an annual mortgage review. Why and how do you think loan originators specifically overthink? Like people in general overthink. Like this is actually the perfect segue to what I think I really want to talk about, right? You egged me on and prompted me to promote the Housing Wire article, to promote our friends at Housing Wire, and then to talk about dominate the ones, right? I know how your brain works, John Coleman. Thanks. But what I really wanted to, and what we'll segue into is actually a conversation that uh, Ben with CMG up in Massachusetts and I were talking about a week or two ago, which is just being boring, right? I think to your question, like why, I don't know why. Why do people overcomplicate things? I mean, it's every reason why I love the book Atomic Habits is because Atomic Habits teaches us, if you read the book, how to simplify, how to literally start with using the right words and doing one action that gets you heading in the right direction, right? So he talks about, and I'm gonna use this because it's, it's my life, but in the book, he talks about becoming a runner. It could be the violin that you're learning to play. It could be jujitsu that you're looking to practice. And he's like, it's real simple to start heading in that direction. For a runner, the first thing that you'd probably want to do is start stating, I am a runner. That's it. I am a runner. 
Then the second thing that you would want to do is buy running shoes and put them on every day. And when you put them on, it's going to force you to go do something. It might not be run because maybe you're not in shape to run, but at least you've made it where you stay. I'm a runner. I put on my shoes and now I'm going outside, whether it's for 15 minutes or 115 minutes. That's what you need to do. That's very simplified, right? Very simplified. Ben and I were talking about that in, in general, like I look at myself where I am today and others who have achieved what I call, um, you know, certain levels of success that I admire. And look, all I do is swipe and adapt from others, right? Mm -hmm. I am a mimic of those that, that I look up to. And I started noticing patterns. I love patterns, so I like to follow the pattern. And I have become pretty boring. Now, me as an individual, never want to be called boring. I mean, I've gone out of my way throughout my life to not be boring. How I dress, how I speak, the stories I tell, the off-color jokes, you know, the... The, the, the commentary that'll sometimes make your, mm -hmm. your toes curl and, the, and the, the hair on the back of your neck stand up. It's me intentionally trying to be noticed. Now, through several years of life coaching and therapy, we've addressed why that was, but it still doesn't take away of who I am. But some of the most successful people in life and business are boring. And that's something I'd want someone to take away from this. Like, what do I mean by boring? Boring to me is predictable. You should get up at the same time every single day. You should go to bed every, every, night, every, every night at the same time. Now, I say every night. No, not every night. That's impossible. But five or six out of seven nights, mm -hmm. yes. And if it's not 10 and it bleeds into 1045, okay. And then it's like, what is your routine? What do you do when you get up? What do you do before you go to bed? How predictable have you become? When you get to work, it's why we love theme days. Theme days, which was one of our very first episodes and something that we cover a lot of times in our business coaching is what helps us stay on track. It makes us boring. It takes all the thought out of it. So I like to be boring because when I'm boring, I'm predictable. When I'm predictable, there's one less thing I have to think about. Wait a minute. This is going to be where clarity comes in. If I have clarity, I can be creative. If I have clarity, I can muster up the courage to do some of the things that are uncomfortable, right? Because those that are successful in life as well as in business are people who have been able to embrace the suck. They're people who are able to get uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. They're willing to look at something and say, this isn't going to be fun, but it ends. I got that from my wife. That's my wife's mentality. I mean, that's a lady who, I mean, birthed two kids, no epidural. And people ask her, how'd you do it? She goes, well, I knew it had an ending. So she's like, I can get through anything if I know it has an ending, right? I can get through my cold calls if I know it's only 45 minutes out of my eight hour day, I have to do it. But the minute you become boring and predictable, you, it gives you mental clarity. That mental clarity is what allows you to then be creative. It, that mental clarity is what allows you to be courageous. If you can't get there, then you spend all of your mental effort trying to figure out what to do trying to figure out how you're going to accomplish something. If you can develop systems and routines and habits, then when you have those four or those six hours of unplanned, those four or six hours of unplanned, man, they're the most productive hours you have, right? So think about this. There's 24 hours in the day. I want people sleeping eight of them. That leaves you 16 hours out of the day. If you are able to script 
your first three hours in the morning, your last three hours in the evening, that still leaves you with 10 hours in the middle, if I did my math correctly, right? 24 minus eight is 16, minus six is 10. Now within those 10 hours, I want you to follow some kind of a theme day. Your theme may be I need to dominate the ones, right? Every day I dominate the ones. Okay, cool. But you need to be boring and predictable so that when it's time to perform, that's your opportunity not to be boring and predictable, right? Friday night, going out in stockyards in Fort Worth is my time not to be boring and predictable. Although I'll be very boring and very predictable because I'm pretty sure if you ask most people who know me, I'm going to have a whiskey drink and I'm going to be on a dance floor doing the two-step, the three-step, or a swing dance, right? Like, you put someone like me in a honky-tonk in Tejas with Tejas country music? Yeah, yeah. Even that, I guess, I'm boring and predictable, John. <laughs> Did I answer your question? I kind of went off on a tangent there. That's My apologies. you wanted to go off on. Is it? Well, yeah. I know I wanted to. Is that what you wanted, though? Yeah, but people overcomplicate it because they think it's fancy when they use big words and their schedule's full with all these little minute things when it's really not. No, your, your entire, I mean, your business day needs to be scripted for the most part. It needs to be boring. You need to know what you're doing. You need to become predictable. That's what successful people do. That is why, like, personally, you hear me say all the time, get up, put on your uniform and go to work. If you work from home, what does that look like? It should be the same bedroom at the same time, shutting the door. Like, what is your routine? How predictable can you become? If you can't become predictable, I don't know how high of a the ceiling. Yeah, well, your ceiling is much lower than right. those that, that can't. Right. I was thinking like, I don't know how, 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 what's the height of your success at that point? What's your trajectory? Yeah. W will you have more barriers that you have to overcome versus that guy or that girl who can become very systematized, very process oriented, very predictable, almost boring, right? Almost boring to where it's like, I know on Mondays I run. I know on Tuesdays I bike. I know on Wednesdays I swim. Like mm -hmm. I know what I do. I know when I step into the house, the first thing I have to do is I have to drop my bags, pet the dog, kiss my wife, say hi to my children, put my dishes, because I always have a protein bottle, a water bottle, and a coffee cup from the morning mm -hmm. in the sink. Then I go in the bedroom. I disrobe. I put on typically gym shorts and some kind of a long sleeve t-shirt, unpack my gym bag, pack my gym bag. Like that's my routine. It is very boring and very predictable, but I've learned by doing so, it allows me to then eat dinner, clean up, either read, watch TV, do whatever it is that, that you know we do in the evening, get to bed at a certain time so I can get up the next morning, rinse and repeat. It doesn't mean I don't do date night. It doesn't mean that I sometimes, you know, take a day off, right? I have a happy hour Wednesday night. I went to the Tina Turner play last week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to a Clint Black concert next Thursday. Like, obviously, I'm not a robot. But if you look at 365 days in a year or 260 working days, mm -hmm. even if I take out 20 working days to be on vacation and I'm at 240, mm -hmm. of those 240 days, my guess is that 226 of them or 216 of those days? I'll say 216. 
Yeah, they're pretty predictable. How long, when did you fall into this routine? Like year three of being a mortgage loan originator? No. A month or two? I'm 44 years old, John. This is a lifetime. This is a lifetime achievement, right? Like I should be on some award show, a lifetime achievement award. I'm still working at it, right? I'm still working at becoming a better version of me as James Clear talks about 1% better. Um, this really kicked in and resonated. I'll be honest, in cheesy AF, it happened the first time I completed the 75 Hard Challenge, right? So I started the 75 Hard Challenge in September of 2019, completed it in January of 2020. So, you know, three and a half years of intentional work. Prior to that, um, you know, just kind of chipping away at it, mm -hmm. just chipping away, just getting older, a little bit more mature, sometimes at a necessity, right? Sometimes you get to where you're so busy mm -hmm. that you have to change, right? Because nothing changes if nothing changes. You get so busy, you get overwhelmed. It's going to force you to do certain things um, to make you better. And that's something I coach as well. Like, I will look at a sales professional or an entrepreneur or a business owner and I'll look at them and say, right now, your biggest problem is you have no pain. Meaning I need you to go out and get really busy, bring in lots of orders, like be a hot mess. And being a hot mess with more business than you know what to do with is one of the surefire ways to force you to get better. Because if you don't get better, you'll break. If, if you don't get better, you'll burn the house down, the house that you just built. And it's very hard for many of us to get overly systematized and process oriented when we don't have enough business. So no, it's nothing that you do in your first three years. Could you do it in three years? Sure. I think it's something that it, you attack it intentionally. You make a conscious effort. You understand that you're going to fall off the wagon. You're going to have to hop back on. You're going to mm -hmm. get derailed. You're going to have to get back on those train tracks and then point yourself towards whatever your North Star is and start marching that way. Well, you answered it because if you ain't got no damn business, you of course you got a bunch of free time to do a lot of frivolous things that don't generate more business. Well, and that's a whole nother topic, <laughs> right? Like you have to also, the reason why I love Dominate the Ones is you have to understand what it is you get paid to do. What do you get paid to do and do that? Do that first and do that best and do that most. In sales, in business, being an entrepreneur, most of us, we get paid to make the phone ring. That's what we get paid to do. Everything else is secondary. You get paid to make the phone ring, so dominate that. Dominate the ones, do the things that make the phone ring. But if you wanna set yourself up to be less of a mess, to make the phone ring with quality clients and quality leads consistently, and then when the, when the leads come in, you wanna be able to properly process them, properly disposition them, yeah, that's where you're going to have to focus on getting boring, becoming predictable, but never allowing yourself to be boring. Don't let your marketing be boring. Don't let your, your personality be boring. When you get an opportunity to speak and present, don't be boring. But there are certain things in terms of routines that can get boring. Look at the healthiest people out there. The healthiest people out there probably start with a very boring diet. But then as they get better, they learn how to go to Flavortown. They learn how to make healthy meals that actually pop when you bite into them. In the beginning, probably not so much, but you have to strip it down, 
You have to start by getting boring and then you build on that once you've set the proper routines. So well said. That's all I have to say about that. I don't even know what you're going to title this, John. I don't even know what this was. And I apologize if this was some kind of regurgitation. Don't apologize for being great, Dustin. Oh, great is a very, very strong it's word subjective. that I don't, I don't accept. Um, but nonetheless, um, you e said it. I e x c e p t. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, on that note, John. No, I, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Yeah. Right. Um, this was episode two hundred and ninety nine. Don't make three hundred shitty. Two hundred and ninety nine. Let's um, just stop. So, Let's just stop right now. Let's not make another three hundred. Let's just end the series right here at two ninety nine. I would do that, John, but I have too much fun doing this with you. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, no. Sorry about your <laughs> luck. We're still doing this. And I think the people, you know, I think they want to hear from us. 300. Bro. Yeah. So, Shit. nonetheless, let's do this. Okay. Please continue to tune in. Please. Like, we are on YouTube. If you are not uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, do me a favor and do that. Mm -hmm. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else that you find podcasts, that's amazing. Thank you. Tell someone. Give us a five-star review. If you would like to hear us cover certain topics, hey. you can hit JC up through the website. You yep. can hit me up through LinkedIn. First name, Dustin. Last name, Owen. Just don't try to recruit me, please. Mm. And, um, you know, we're on Instagram, at the Loan Officer Podcast, TikTok, on IG. Facebook. Comment on, on one of our YouTube videos. We check that, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope you appreciated this episode for what it was worth. Hopefully you found something motivating and maybe somewhat entertaining out of it. Uh, have a great 2023. We hope that we can see you at one of our live events sometime this year or next. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dio. And that's all the time we have for you today. But we will catch you on the next episode 300. Words. Yes.